Hi there, Chris Piercy of Wedding Business Coaches here, here with a special episode of the podcast where I'm telling you why everything in your wedding business is your fault. Everything that happens in business is your fault. Yes, everything. The good, the bad, the wins, the losses, and other people's mistakes as well. All of it is your fault. And if you're disagreeing with this because you know stuff has happened which isn't your fault, then it's time to actually start making that stuff your fault. The blame game. As children growing up at home and at school, if something goes wrong and there's an adult present, then they'll be looking to reprimand someone. And our first instant isn't truth, it isn't justice, it's ensuring that we're the ones not getting blamed, right? Blame comes with punishment, and not even the fun, gentle whipping kind. The one that involves something being taken from us, or some time on the naughty step, or worse still, something happening to us when it wasn't even our fault. We have been conditioned to believe that blame equals wrongdoing, and therefore punishment. But we're not children anymore. Accountability. Let's imagine a scenario, and hopefully you've experienced this, a scenario where you've got your perfect wedding booking come in. You pat yourself on the back for all your hard work, because everything's come together and you've got that perfect wedding booking that you've always wanted. Now, you'd never actually say you'd blame yourself for getting this booking, but you'd be certainly happy to take responsibility for getting that, right? And so you should. But what about the other end of the spectrum? Are you just as happy taking responsibility for the bad things that happen when there's no traffic coming to your website? Is that your fault or is that a problem with Google? Like, problem with Google? When your social media posts aren't getting engagement, is that your subpar approach to it or is it you're going to blame that on the new algorithm? When you're getting no bookings at wedding fairs, is that the fault of wedding fairs or is it your approach for it? When people cancel because their budget got too tight, is that their fault for messing up their budgeting or is it your fault for not making your service indispensable to them? You cannot have it both ways. You have to blame yourself or take responsibility if you prefer for everything that happens as the boss of a business, in particular a wedding one. This includes situations when any reasonable person would happily point fingers at everyone else. I'll tell you a personal story of this exact situation, but first I feel I owe you an explanation of why you should be blaming yourself for everything. Taking the blame. As I mentioned above, you cannot have it both ways. Either you accept responsibility for all of it or none of it. I'm sure taking the blame for your successes and wins requires no explanation whatsoever. It gives you an ego boost. It reaffirms that what you're doing is right and it gives you confidence. You may be less clear on taking the blame for other business issues and other people's mistakes. It's pretty simple. If you always take the blame, then you're always putting yourself in a situation to learn from whatever has happened. If I was reading this, then I probably wouldn't be on board with this idea at all yet. So, you know, if you're listening, thinking, you know, why would I do that? Then please listen to the following story. And this is a story, this is not anecdotal. This isn't made up, this actually happened. Now, a few years ago, I had an inquiry come through on a Facebook ad campaign I was running. As is standard for my booking procedure, the first port of call is to get the couple on the phone. The wedding was 20 months away, but it was a Saturday in peak season and they'd already planned a fair bit. Now, we got on like a house on fire on the phone. Instantly, I clicked with them, got rapport, and we were laughing at each other's jokes. Jokes couldn't have gone better. Long story short, in that 22-minute phone call, they agreed to book me, and I sent over all the online paperwork to be completed. They accepted the quote, and they signed the contract, and then they paid the deposit. All of that happened within an hour of first getting in, in, in contact. Great. Couldn't have been better. 
Um, and then follow up questionnaire with all the personal information I needed completed within three days. Perfect. Now fast forward about 19 and a half months to uh, two weeks before the wedding and I've turned down seven other inquiries for this particular date because I've already got a booking, right? As is my custom, I sent an email to them just to check the timings and the other details are the same. Three days pass, no response. I send another email, three days pass. It's now only eight days until the wedding. I phoned the bride's mobile number, line dead. I phoned the groom's mobile number, line dead. I even phoned their landline number. Do you remember landlines? Uh, again, the line is dead as dead can be. With no other alternatives left, I phoned the venue. Now this is a paraphrased conversation. Hi there, I'm booked to perform at your wedding on this date, but I'm having trouble getting hold of the bride and groom. Let's discuss the timings. Do you have a contact number for them? And sorry, for privacy purposes, could you please confirm the bride and groom's names? Sure, it's Jan and John. That's clearly not their real names. Oh, they said. Oh, I said. That's not the couple who are getting married here on that date. Oh, I said. Yes, uh, John and Jan split up and cancelled the wedding over a year ago. At that point, my heart violently entered my stomach. Ah, they didn't tell me. I don't really need to tell you any more of the conversation I had for the venue for the context of this. So, who is to blame here? Well, it's their fault, right? Right? Any rational person would say it's the couple's fault entirely for not having the decency to contact me about their wedding getting cancelled. But it wasn't their fault. It was my fault. They'd cost me £1,100 in lost bookings. But they hadn't really. I'd actually lost myself that money. The decision. Boy, was I angry. When I got off the phone from the venue, I said fiddlesticks. I said, for pity's sake. And although I hate to admit it, I might have even said flip. Given the circumstance I found myself in, I believe that is an acceptable initial response. But following anything that happens within our lives, business or otherwise, our happiness and our well-being is not determined by what happens to us but by uh, it's our um, response to that stimulation. So I had a choice. Do I continue to hold on to that anger, that frustration, that rage? Or do I look at what I did wrong? Do I look at how I could be do things better? How, how was I at fault? Let's look at the, first, the, the two choices. The first choice. If I hold on to this anger, I'll probably post on my personal Facebook about some bitch who cancelled her wedding and neglected to inform me. I'll probably get a rally cry from around me of uh, different wedding suppliers, all saying, God, I can't believe they did that, so disrespectful. And I come away from the situation knowing that I have been wronged, and I was right to be upset. I have every right to be angry at the couple and the situation. But I have learnt nothing, and not actually protected myself in any way from this happening again. So let's look at the second choice. I take a step back and look at how this could be my fault. I have literally no context for their breakup whatsoever, but no matter what the circumstances, I bet my mortgage on it being a rather emotionally volatile time for the couple. To go from getting married to not even being together is a huge emotional transition for anyone, regardless of the circumstances. Clearly, as they'd let the venue know, they'd presumably cancelled other supplies as well. Could it be that they'd just simply forgotten about me? The guy they chatted to and had a laugh with on the phone for 22 minutes and then booked instantly. It then dawned on me that between making the booking and cancelling the wedding, probably a good six to nine months, I hadn't been in contact with them a single time. Not once. My then brain had basically ticked it off as a surefire thing that to finalise 19 months later. Was that really the best standard operating procedure? 
No. Did it scream professional wedding business? No. Would it be would it make it really easy for an emotional and stressed couple to simply forget about me? I think so. I then decided that the situation was entirely my fault. Blaming myself. The only thing blaming them gained me was a potentially nursed ego, which never really does anyone any good. Taking the blame for the whole situation allowed me to take a step back and realise what I'd done wrong. Overnight, I decided that I categorically had to keep in touch with customers frequently after they booked me. But how to keep in touch? Well, this is simple. You can simply follow them on Instagram, like their posts, occasionally make a comment. You can send emails to them to check on how they're doing. These can even be automated if you have a CRM system. Or you could just even drop them a text or a WhatsApp message to see how they're doing and if they need any help. Being there and being helpful to be, is a great way to be remembered and is therefore now my standard operating procedure. For, following on from this, I later wrote a book on how to be stress-free throughout the wedding planning process. Every couple gets a copy of this book with their booking. Not only is this a, a great and helpful book, even though I'm blowing my own trumpet, but it will be sat somewhere as a physical reminder of, of me on the shelf, on a nightstand or whatever, so that they simply cannot forget that I exist. I don't think I'll ever have the same problem again. And that's why I let everything in my business be my fault. And I think you should do the same. Now, whilst it's nice to kind of stand there and point fingers when things go wrong, all it does is really protect your ego. Now, although we've been raised to believe that wrongdoing means punishment, I prefer to believe that mistakes have to be made and then have to be learned from. Not only that, but you should be actively seeking out your mistakes so you can see what really is your fault even when things really aren't your fault. The more lessons you can bring upon yourself, the more you will learn and the stronger your wedding business will be. Now, if you're interested in making your wedding business stronger, then why not book in a free coaching call with Jack and myself? To do that, just head over to weddingbusinesscoaches.co.uk. Thanks very much, and I'll catch you for another episode of the podcast soon.